Autobots Transform. Well, hey, welcome back to the Transformers Nitpickers Podcast, Joe. I'm Paul. I'm John. And today it is episode 24 of Transformers Armada. It is Chase. This episode was... Actually, you know what, Paul? Before I tell you who this episode was written by... Just com- completely unrelated. I got to tell you, I'm having a pretty good day. I had a, uh, a great day. The weather's nice. I got up. I went to the bakery this morning. There you go. Uh, picked up a, a French loaf. Got to the gym. I'm having a great day. Anyway, uh, this episode is written by Ah Shit Rio Moto Hero. Well, so much for your good day. <laughs> <laughs> Last time on Transformers Armada, uh, Megatron smacks Starscream around like a redheaded stepchild, which I can say <laughs> because I have red hair and I smack around orphans. Oh, uh, and in this Jesus. episode, Rad and Carlos want to be on a mission with the Autobots, oh, but boy. Alexis insists they should be guarding the base. Yeah, they want to go out and have some fun too. Why is Red Alert get to have all the fun? And I guess now there is a shield around the base to keep Decepticons from getting in. <laughs> Took you long enough. Yeah, yeah, and she's very confident in it. But uh, yeah, I guess yeah, Alexis. You know, we got work to do here. But Red's like, look, we're not little kids anymore. And like, dude, you're in grade seven. Like, you don't know shit about shit and pull up your pants. And I'd give Dennis Leary credit for that. But since it was Dennis Leary, it could have been anybody. Do you know where I remember you don't know shit about shit is the Christian Slater movie Cuffs when he IDs the guy who shot his brother and the guy said, "Kid, you don't know shit about shit." Side note, dear listener, you want to see a great '90s cop movie? Cuffs with Christian Slater. Yeah, forgot all about him. Did you, ever, did you notice though that in this at this point in the episode, Alexis is like, you know, like you said, Rad's like, hey, lay, lay off us, and Alexis says, look, I understand, but what the fuck is wrong with you guys? <laughs> yes. Because you know what, we're all a team, and now I'm gonna start off like she is <laughs> bipolar because her parents taught her to always be ready, so <laughs> she can't relax, <laughs> and then she storms off with um, sure shock or grindor or it doesn't matter because they call him both this entire episode. And we get our opening. And when we come back, we're having a good old fight, and Optimus won't let Megatron get, ever get their Minicons. He says Minicon again. And yeah. Did it look like the dust cloud that it shows looked like a guy lying on his back giving a thumbs up? I, I didn't notice. I no, was too I uh, busy it. staring at the uh, Magic Rainbow Hadouken. Uh, Magic Rainbow Atomic ah, Hadouken. I forgot what we called it. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's what we called it. I'm probably wrong. I have it down. John will know what it's called. <laughs> I'm guessing. Uh, but what you know what I loved about this scene um, was Hotshot yells a horrible written line at Starscream that I had to write down verbatim, and this is it. Hate to break it to you, Starscream, but in your dreams, so get that through your thick armored shell. <laughs> That's like three or four different sentences there, and it's, it's just clunky and stupid. But back at the base, the Autobots start disappearing off the radar, and Alexis is just losing her mind over that, and Red figures well, it's, it out. it's just, at first it's just like laser beak, and then it's sideways, and yeah, she can't figure out what's going on. Yeah, and she's just mashing her laptop like crazy, and Red figures it out that the tower that transmits to the Autobots is connected for whatever reason via the internet to her laptop like why can't you just plug it in anyway and it's a good bet she's been hacked i guess okay there were a (laughs) number of things that just made me laugh out loud before the the brad explains to her what the internet is and how that works um she's looking at her computer typing away at it and saying i don't know why it's frozen and i've had to reboot like if it's frozen why are you hitting keys (laughs) yeah so they get hacked and then thus begins 
like this show is what 2007 maybe it's 2008 when this episode came out but the way the internet and i'm making big quote signs here dear listener but the way the <laughs> internet works is straight out of 1994 cartoons <laughs> pretty much like like reboot caliber stuff it, you know what reboots the perfect example yeah well she gets her antivirus with norton mcafee whatever it is <clears throat> uh, whatever that free one is that's absolute garbage i bet she uses that i couldn't think of the name but my parents still fucking use it laughs in mac <laughs> she's been hacked by some swirly thing that comes on the screen that turns into fireworks or something and it starts deleting all her stuff yeah it looks like a, a, a spiral galaxy but kind of all static yeah and and then it starts to turn into a mysterious figure on the screen and i don't know why she didn't clue well like she turns her laptop off or disconnects it from teletran one and then like what you, you cut the mainframe. How do none of them know this? General Morshower did it in the first Transformers movie. <laughs> yes. Did they not watch movies? Yeah, get the axe. Yeah. <laughs> oh, actually, no, we'll get to that. Which, okay, so, the... but this is important. Yeah, she unplugs her laptop, and then the uh, Minicons, um, they turn off the main computer. They turn it off, <laughs> and then the figure from the screen becomes a rainbow version of Sideways. Yeah, it, like, comes out of the screen, like the girl in the ring kind of thing. <laughs> but, <laughs> crazy but, yeah, crawl. They like realize that. it's sideways and they got to do something to stop him. So Red gets out the lead pipe. They just keep near the computer for just such an occasion. And I seriously want him to smack this thing and get fried to a crisp. But now he just starts wailing on the computer with it. Yes. He starts to smash the computer that's already been turned off. <laughs> the end. And then Alexis and uh, Carlos find the two other spare lead pipes laying around yes. and they join in. And Carlos actually starts stabbing his, but he doesn't get electrocuted because his metal bars made it rubber, I guess. But You know what? You know what? Okay, so we're shitting on this episode a lot. I'm going to say one nice thing. When Rad does take that swing and as they're smashing the turned off computer, the the physics and the animation of their movements is pretty good. It, it like bends outside of the character models. It's got yeah. enough it just has enough flow and movement that it looked it, like it really human. feels like they're physically exerting themselves here. Yeah. It, it was a good thing in the episode. Maybe the only good thing. Yeah. But uh, Highwire and Grindor try to tackle sideways by his ankles, I guess, but they just go right through him and the kids keep smashing shit. We just hear sideways like, stop! But they keep going. And then a tornado comes out of the computer screen, because this is how the internet works. A tornado <laughs> comes out of the computer screen and sucks the kids into the monitor and through some Tron-like tunnel, you know, the internet. <laughs> and it leaves behind perfect copies of their bodies, oh, like yeah. photo negatives, like all their colors are inverted. Yeah, that are standing there in a daze. Yep, the internet. The <laughs> and now we go back to Laserbeak, who just dies or falls asleep <laughs> in mid-flight. He starts to fall out of the sky, and after he lands and bounces twice, Megatron just stomps him <laughs> flat. <laughs> then we go back to, I think there's kind of a oh moment from the Autobots, but yeah. then we go back to the base. Uh, Vaughn's and Fred enter, and they see all the, the, the other three kids and their Minicons all in photo negative, and then they go, hey, what's, what's going on? I'm hungry. And then... But uh, yeah, the, I, the only thing they're questioning is why they aren't responding. Like, not, hey, dude, you're fucking blue. What happened? Yeah. Like, just, <laughs> why won't you say something? <laughs> and, and then Vaughn sees uh, the, them flying through the Tron tunnel on a computer screen and commercial break <laughs> and when we come back we're playing Star Fox on the Super Nintendo with 
shapes flying around, and the kids and Minicons are here, and Red thinks they're in some weird fourth dimension. Yeah, you know what? As soon as we saw this shot, and I was like, okay, it's space, and there's a 3D grid floating around, and there's a 3D cylinder, and a cube. Yep, this is cyberspace. Like, <laughs> this is the most generic cyberspace you can get, which is just space with cheap 3D objects floating around. And uh, Alexis asks the Minicons if they have any idea where they are, and they don't, and then Red and Carlos start fucking around and she repeats a line she said before she's surrounded by morons and yes you are alexis uh so then uh sideways drives up to them in space um on his bike and he says haha you're trapped in cyberspace forever i i think i think he says he wanted to hack teletran one but they were in the way so yeah. he Made a tornado. Yeah, he would have gotten away with it if it weren't for those meddling kids. <laughs> Very much so. That's exactly what it is. So, yeah, he digitized them and trapped them here in cyberspace and also hand over those minicons. Now, as stupid as it sounds to point out the flaws in this particular episode, I'm going to point out the flaw in, in Sideways' plan. He just told those kids, you have no hope. Yeah, pretty much. And then he said, now g give me the last thing that might give you hope. Just give it to me. No, they have no hope. They're just going to run for it, of course, which is what they do. They're minicons trans form and then they drive away in space <laughs> and then sideways chases them on his motorbike in space so i, I guess that's why they called it chase but uh, yeah, it's in space they drive off and sideways chases them but then you know what i give up I, i'm calling it now this is a it's gonna be a, it's an all a dream episode <laughs> <laughs> well because okay what happens next is just like i don't know what happens next it's just it's it's not even things happening it's just shots of their faces and then big still images of space just with the camera spiraling through and then lights fly by and it it feels like you know when old animated movies it like the adult animated movies fritz the cat and heavy metal and that shit from the 60s 70s 80s when they would have the trippy drug scene yeah this feels like that it's very psychedelic is what I would call it. But uh, Highwire starts beeping and waving his arms, gesturing towards something in the distance, and it just looks like a star to me. But the kids all figure, oh, that must be Cybertron. Yeah, and then I think what happened here is that two spaceships flew at the kids but then cloaked or disappeared, and one of them kind of looked like it might be Shockwave. First I thought Shockwave, but then I thought it looked like uh, Galvatron's ship in the 1986 movie. Yeah, I could see that. I can see Just that. Just the, the front of it kind of looked like that, yeah. It doesn't matter, though, because if it is Shockwave, this series will, like, fucking call him Hoist. <laughs> or Grimlock. <laughs> but yeah, the kids are still flying towards Cybertron, and now we can see it clearly is Cybertron, and they're going to crash, but nope, they just fly straight through it and out the other side, and Rad figures, that must have been a giant hologram. Yeah, and on cue, Sideways shows up, and he is holding uh, Shockwave slash, um, oh, I was going to say, slash, uh, uh, what do they call him, Grindor in this episode. Um and yeah, this is when the kids are like, we're not afraid of you. This is all an illusion. And then they begin to assume a lot, which is all correct. Yeah. And they realize that also Sideways can't control what's happening around him. He must be just part of the simulation, too, and not the one that created it. So then we go back to the Autobots standing around and not knowing what to do until Fred says, hey, let's look at Alexis's laptop. <laughs> Geniuses. <laughs> Pretty much they dig into that for clues and... 
Then back with the kids, sideways has the guns on them, but Rad's like, dude, you aren't even real. Go ahead and shoot us. It won't do anything. And then they tell Shershock to just come back over to them, but they call them Grindor. Yeah, this is what I'm saying. And it happens a lot from here on. Anyway, Mm -hmm. uh, but it's it's important to note that Rad gives a very detailed speech about how this is fake, and they're actually part of the simulation, and they know it's fake, and that's a fact. So let's shit on that in a little bit. Um, But then... They tell sure shock slash grindor uh, that, um, hey, it's all fake, so you can just get out of his hand. But apparently he can't, but then when he concentrates really hard and then... I have it down. He farts out a bunch of binary code because that just <laughs> yeah, binary like, thing just, just comes up on the screen. And then suddenly he can fly back over to the kids. So does that mean that it just floated up in front of him and sideways? Or yeah. was he seeing that? Or are we like, what is the context? Because it happens again. There's going to be more matrixy kind of code coming up. Yeah, sideways blast them. But like Rad said, it doesn't do anything. And we start to hear roaring. Yeah, which, okay, you know what, There's a, this is another cool thing. That roar, that sound, if I can find it and isolate it, it'll be right here. But uh, it's it's a really creepy background noise. Uh, but yeah, really Sideways is. is apologizing, and then the kids begin to assume, again, that he's obviously not talking to Megatron. This must be the creator of this place, and even greater and darker evil than Megatron. What? Well, yeah, because then some giant black splotch shows up, and Rad wants to run, but then a bunch of gibberish starts to come up the screen. He has the Matrix code. (laughs) And it turns out Red Alert is on the case back at Autobot HQ. So again, did that code just float in front of them in cyberspace or did they see it? Or uh, obviously, John, it doesn't matter. Uh, So they fly through cyberspace because this little white door opens up and then they are followed by what could only be Unicron. Oh yeah, because I was like, I checked out of this episode so fucking early, but then (laughs) at 1805, I actually said, holy shit! like unicron is chasing like there's no mistaking it now and again so i i think i said the last episode how i'd said the episode before that you know about uh, me assuming sideways and what his plan was obviously now we know he's secretly working for unicron and this would have been really cool if they didn't give unicron big stupid glowing kitty cat eyes yes because they appear. Also, he looks a lot smaller, unless he's just that much farther away. Yeah, it's, he looks it's hard like an asteroid. Like he he looks like the size of a a large like the space station, like ISS. Yeah, but big and round. Yeah, but the kids get home and the minicons are safe too. And Hotshot explains that the Autobots got a message that they were comatose blue zombies, so they came home asap. Yeah, there's a funny bit here where they're like, "Hey, where's?" Laser peak and Red Alert goes, oh, he's dead. Oh, no, there he is. <laughs> yes. Just flies and lands on Alexis's shoulder. <laughs> but, but it's not like he, like, woke up and he was wounded. He was just right there the whole time. Red Alert, why did you say he's dead? What is wrong with you? Before Alexis figures it out that it's all a simulation, Carlos is worried about being trapped in space forever. As you would, but Red says they need to protect the Minicons from sideways and then worry about that. What? 
How are you going to do that, Rad? Go all English policeman on him? Stop or I'll blow my whistle. Stop, I say, or I'll blow it again. All you can do is run, and putting aside the fact that you can somehow breathe in space because that's too stupid to worry about, and also should have been a fucking clue that this isn't real, how long do you think you can keep that up, Rad, keeping sideways at bay for eternity? What are you going to eat in the meantime while you're running away from this guy for literally the rest of your life? Pocket lint? You're gonna die of starvation long before you die of old age. But never mind food. What are you gonna drink while you're running from this idiot? You will. Here we are at the end of another episode of the Transformers Apex Podcast Show. This episode was Chase Paul. Cut to the chase. What'd you think of this one? I didn't like this one. There this is almost zero zero transformer action even megatron yeah. we only hear his voice and see his fist when he smashes optimus one it's just it's just the kids like yeah i checked out early but like i said when i look back and rad sees unicron i i was like well i'm back in <laughs> yeah and then the kitty cat eyes and they, they immediately drop the ball this yeah no i i I know I've laid a lot of blame, I think a fair share of blame, at the feet of the translators. This this episode, 90% of its buffoonery was a real Motohira because he wrote the stuff that happened. He wrote the internet looking like it did in cyberspace. Yeah. And he wrote kitty cat eyes on Unicron. So <laughs> it kind of um, reminded yeah. me of the episode Sandstorm in Robotech, like the one where Rand, Rand is the one I said I'm going to confuse the brat. Rand gets knocked out in the desert with the spores of the invid flower of life blowing around. And he has this absolutely bonkers psychedelic dream with like motorcycles in space. And his friends are all Vikings and they have to slay a dragon in space, except that episode was set up to be exactly that, just as ludicrous, like, hallucination, really. Oh, Sandstorm! Yeah. <laughs> in, in the few neat little things about this episode, one of them was that we f- we get to see Cybertron, and we've seen it before. Very quickly, where do you rank this, se- just visually, where do you rank this series Cybertron compared to, like, well, you know, all the others? I think Prime did it best. As, as it did with a lot of things. And then probably G1, because, I mean, that's, you know, that's the template. I liked I liked the animated stylized version of it when you see it from space. I the really animated one yeah. was good, yeah. yeah. And Beast Wars sucked balls. And then Beast Machine Cybertron, where it was set, had its own kind of look, but... Yeah, it was faithful to its own look. And, you know, we've, we've said many, many times that series looked great, but the story slogged like a... a wounded snail but in yeah in this one we only only really see cybertron from like a distance so it's not bad you can definitely tell that's cybertron like you're never questioning what that is we did see it at the beginning of this series oh yeah i suppose but the next episode we are going to watch is tactician if you want to see two guys without a plan you can find us on twitter i'm at john soby paul is at p and one yeah make sure you rate and review us on your podcast app whatever it is you listen to us with and you can plan on telling all your friends about hey. us tell everybody you know you can tell them that they can find old episodes of the transformers nitpickers podcast show at transformersnitpickers.podbean.com and until the next episode keep on transforming see you later The internet.